0: This Satellite Sisters is brought to you by BarkBox. For an extra free premium toy for your dog added to your BarkBox every month, visit BarkBox.com forward slash Steffi when you subscribe to a 6 or 12 month plan. And then select yes please when asked have a playful pup. That's BarkBox.com forward slash Steffi. Thanks BarkBox for supporting the Satellite Sisters.
1: We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. Remember, not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in Santa Monica, California, uh, with my two of my sisters, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. How is everything there?
2: Uh, it's okay, Liz. I had kind of a rough day. I spent half of my day walking around town with my uh, yoga pants on, inside out. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm too old for this. Exactly. Or maybe this is what happens. Like, you yeah. wear your clothes inside out when you're little, and does it happen again when you turn a certain age? I don't know.
1: That's a fair <laughs> question.
2: Yeah. That, that's a good one. Uh, Leon, Pasadena,
1: California, how's everything there?
0: Liz, I'm exhausted. I've had a lot happening in the last couple of weeks. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things I've done over the last six days, but happy to be here today. Happy to be here.
1: We do have a lot in today's show. You have been busy. We're going to get a couple of entertainment, you know, snapshots from you, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. You too. I went to two U2 shows this weekend and then I moderated a panel discussion last week about women in Hollywood, uh, women in media actually. And so I'm going to tell you all why you need to go to the opening weekend of the new film, Wonder Woman. So stay tuned for that.
1: Okay. And Julie, uh, Breaking Toast News. This is toast? hard to believe there could be even more toast news. This
2: is it. This is Toast Nirvana is what <laughs> we're going to be talking about today. Bringing together probably the two greatest things in one dish. <laughs> wait, wait, do you hear? Wait, do you
1: hear? And loads of other entertainment stuff including some uh, some thoughts about the
0: the new Love actually sequel. Uh okay, but Liam Let's, let's start with you. Yeah, no. First of all, we have to acknowledge what happened last night in Manchester at the Ariana Grande concert. First of That's all, so what kind sad. of a coward do you have to be? What, like what kind of a misogynistic coward do you have to be to do that to little girls at a concert? You know, I know. what I mean? Well, I mean. It's it, really shocking. It's shocking. All these terrible terrorist attacks make us sad. Of course, there's a sadness. But this one just makes me so mad. You yeah, know, I mean, I, this is just the height of cowardice. When people go to concerts, they're eight-year-old girls. I just saw a stat that 12 of the victims were under 16 years old. I oh know. I what know. That, I mean, you that... know, what, what is that? What, where does that hatred and misogyny come from? I don't understand it. And, you know, when you gather to go to a concert, it's just such a wonderful, joyful, communal experience yeah you know you know those and little, you can
2: imagine for those little girls uh, and for those all of those
0: fans that
2: this was going to be such an exciting night for them to see this pop star i mean the fact that the concert ended with all those pink balloons know. you know it seemed yeah. like they, it was you know the juxtaposition of the pink balloons and just the horror uh, of of the you know of uh, on yet another terrorist attack
1: and t- I'm sure for most of those girls there, it was the first time they'd ever been to a concert. Right. I you know?
0: know. I it know. It would be like you bugged your parents for weeks and months. To- I know. To go on a school for night. Concert. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like, oh, they were at a concert on a school night. That must have seemed really exciting to them. Yes. And, yeah. And I thought a lot about, you know, and you also don't think like. Ariana Grande, Grande, Manchester, England. Yeah, that's a, that's a high-value target. You know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. – in a million years when you were going to that concert, you would never right. think, well, we should be careful or we – you right. know, something like this may happen. But this weekend I went to see two U2 shows back-to-back at the Rose Bowl <laughs> – And no, I mean, and I I did think about it because the the Rose Bowl has very good security. You know, they made a big deal about security. You go through metal detectors and you have to have clear plastic bags and this and that. And I've been to a lot of events there. And, you know, that is always sort of that is a high value target. You think, okay, if you want to make a statement, uh, you know, a U2 concert at the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. with 90,000 people. That right. is something that really crossed my mind when I walked through those long skinny tunnels at the Rose Bowl both Saturday and Sunday night. And it was just again that feeling of just communal joy of being there together and celebrating with music and <laughs> this. I mean, it was a fa- it was two great shows. So was
1: it great? Was it really awesome?
0: You know, they're my favorite band, and they were celebrating the thirtieth release of my favorite album of all time, The Joshua Tree. So it was oh, a yeah. can't, it was a can't miss for me, Liz. I mean, yeah. they could have. <laughs> They could have wheeled them out, uh, you know, in wheelchairs. I would have said it was fantastic. But uh, it amazes me just how much sound you two gets out of four guys. You know, it's just it's a drummer and two guitarists and Bono. And I went to a Rolling Stones concert a couple of years ago and rolling the rolling stones when they play they have like a whole other band with them you know what i yeah. mean there's yeah. like the four guys in the rolling stones but behind them there's other other there's a horn section a backup singers god knows ron wood needs a backup so you know <laughs> yeah. so but no you too it's just the four of them and it was a very powerful concert because that album is still really politically relevant it's about sort of disaffection and tearing down walls and Uh, they, they played an absolutely heartbreaking version of running to stand still, which is one, it's just an unbelievably beautiful song off that album about two heroin addicts. And of course now 30 years later, we're in the middle of an opioid crisis and they dedicated the song to Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. So it was, it was unbelievable. And that's and he was a heroin addict, of course, that had overcome that, but then fell prey to depression and committed suicide last week. So I was surprised by the relevancy of every music. And, of course, that's the mm. way the boys in you two roll. Like, they are relevant. They stay current. Mm-hmm. They stay yep. on the cutting edge. So when they played one about AIDS, oh. which I think you could – not off the Joshua Tree album. They did some other stuff, but one, you could argue, one of the best pop singles ever written, up there with Imagine. And, you know, he gave a Bono gave a very thoughtful a thank you to the American taxpayers for essentially, like, ridding Africa of AIDS, that we have made a difference, and we can't go backwards on that effort, uh, which could happen if they do take all the money away from the UN Global Health Fund. So, that was particularly relevant. They did a great tribute to Women of the World, uniting and only the way Bono can and incredible visuals and films and stuff. So it was a very powerful, like politically relevant concert that was also just full of joy. And, and, you know, it's you too. So they're, of course they're fantastic. And it was just,
2: it was great. <laughs> and you weren't tired back to back. It wasn't too much to go two nights in a row. No. no
0: well, the good thing in again, is that, um, the Rose Bowl, because of the cranky neighbors like us, they have to stop at 11. So like they stopped at ten fifty nine both nights. Yes. So it's not too okay. late. Okay then i just walk home i don't <laughs> i don't have to spend four hours, so hours yeah. in traffic like so everyone it's good else it's for seniors like you
2: Liam. It okay is.
0: good we good. went late like we blew off the warm up band we didn't want to sit in the heat you know we we pace ourselves now julia I paced myself so um good for you. Good for so you. but it was but it did make me think like i was there and i thought that shouldn't even enter your mind when you're in a your concert. But after what happened to Paris, you do think about sort of the security of these issues. Right. And so, Oh, the I poor... heard a
2: security expert saying that in particular at the end of a concert is when a lot of times security breaks down because you think like, you know, all the, right. You know, they, there's so much preparation uh, about bringing, you know, concert goers into a stadium or into a theater But, uh, you know, when they're exiting, you know, it's like, oh, good, that's over. Let's just move on. So there was a particular, you know, that's why it was so diabolical what uh, what these terrorists did uh, last night, uh, that they picked a really weak point and picked picked on the weakest, you know, just just, it just
0: makes me furious. This one really makes me mad. And particularly in the context of just an event that should have been joyful and communal and. So, uh, so anyway, keep going to concerts, I guess, but that I can see as a parent, you would go, Oh boy, now what, you know, this is not, this is not something you need to add to your list. It's just, it's terrible. And it makes me very mad, which is why I think, um, which is why I think Pippa's wedding photos as (laughs) stupid as they stupid as it was was such a delightful respite this weekend. Wasn't it from From all of the news?
2: Right, a yeah. million dollars. That's what it takes, Leon. That's what you. Then you. I. I think it was money for persp- her wedding cost. Yes, a million dollars. Uh but I think it was money well spent. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like, you know, we really got our money's worth out of it. I mean the, the visuals, the photographs were gorgeous. I mean, she, she looked beautiful. Leon, you sent me a text early on uh, the day of the wedding yeah. to say check out her arms. Yes, that the five day week workouts were really they really bridal paid boot off. camp. I, yeah. I didn't think she needed to do that, Liz. Uh, well, I discussed that. Yes, last Yes, I week, know. I, yeah. She's so fit to begin with. But uh, it really paid paid off, as you can see, where she had that beautiful Giles Deacon dress with the floral lace and the cap sleeves, the dramatic, which, by the one. way, look good
0: on no one except her. <laughs> Right. Yes. I think the cap, sleeve, cap is, sleeve
1: sometimes bring out the worst. Right. It, yes. In, in ninety
0: nine point nine percent of women. I don't. <laughs> so now we understand why she went big with the arm workout. She knew it. She knew she had to rock the cap sleeve. So, so
2: uh, she looked. Uh, so that was a highlight to see her in that. I thought the. The florals, the, florals. The, the flowers. I mean, the, all of the photographs outside the church. Those giant garlands of just chock full of beautiful wild English flowers were, were magnificent. To me, that that was a highlight, along with the shoes that <laughs> Princess Charlotte wore. I and What were I mean, I'm sorry,
1: I missed. The, I missed oh, that. Liz. Liz. Liz,
2: you got to, you got to just, you got to make those pictures. You got to really study those just, oh my gosh, those l- beautiful little Mary Jane shoes that they had on the children. Oh. And how did they get all those boys in knickers, Liam? <laughs> I don't in know. those
0: satin knickers. How, how did they do that? You know? They must they have were... bribed them something good. Like they're all going to get bikes after the wedding or yeah. something. Star
1: Wars Legos.
2: <laughs>
0: something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know those patent those little shoes they were like a light pink they were like I know oh Oh. they were
2: precious so really if you haven't studied it and you need some solace just just because Liz, I think it's some it's an item you can meditate on I don't know how your meditation is working out but you might want to do that
0: well I feel like I wasn't super supportive of Pitta Pippa last week but I'm fully on board now I think she's done a fantastic job as a sister and whatever rules she put in place for the wedding, I can see why now she executed it beautifully, she looked joyful, she married like a rich guy who was a race car driver, good for her, like I. Yeah. Find- <laughs> We just call him what's well, that's his what name. they do. They're raised to do that. That's their
1: mission in life. It's
0: just, I mean, yeah. And then I, you know, she could have, she could have really put the hammer down and said, no, I don't want all those beautiful little children in my wedding. You know, it's, uh, but she, she seemed very generous to putting all those adorable kids. I thought that was a very shrewd, very shrewd move. <laughs> In oh that was
2: wonderful. I think they did have cell phone monitors there so there were there were there are literally no pictures of the reception at the glass palace that they built in uh the back uh backyard of Pippa's parents uh at their their at their house. So we well, but that's tell- great.
1: That's a good policy for all weddings.
2: Just yeah. could everybody I mean, well, just they tell people
1: not to put your phones down?
2: Yeah, no, they 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 actually had monitors at the party to make sure uh, of that, and you had to, as part of the security, you had to send a picture of yourself ahead of time, so that the security you couldn't just show up with the invitation, or you just couldn't show up with a fascinator on and try to walk your way into the <laughs> into the church. So you had to send a picture of yourself that where you actually looked like yourself too. That could be tricky, you know, because uh, uh, I mean, and even you know, even Meghan Markle. The big celebrity girlfriend. Uh, she was. I thought she was uh, did did the right thing. She kind of snuck in the side door. She did not want to steal any thunder from the beautiful bride, and she didn't. So that was good. Oh, that uh,
0: explains why there were no pictures of her. There are
2: no pictures of her. Yeah, she wanted. She just kind of. Okay. You know, she, she did not want to. Uh, steal any of their th- thunder. So so they uh, and I guess what we have learned about the reception was they did do sort of a fantastic light show that was projected onto uh Pippa's parents house and uh they had a flyover Leon I know how much you like that by, uh, yeah. uh, with a spitfire plane which which seemed good. And now Pippa and what's his name that's what I refer to him <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean it really doesn't matter, right? It doesn't what's matter. His- I think his name is James. Well, they, they were off to the
2: French Polynesian island, some island that it's the same place, of course, where um, Oprah was yachting around with Bruce Springsteen and oh, Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah, that's so there that's where they went. Uh, but they passed through LAX, Liz. I'm surprised you did not see them there. So, well, I hope they were not on Telta. That's,
1: you know, I would just see. But one one note on uh, event planning, I was impressed with the flyover. That just seemed like a fun kind of whimsical touch. And I'm wondering if maybe for our family reunion in Bend, Oregon in August, (laughs) we should try to. I might call our brother Dick and see if we can work up some kind of flyover. Wouldn't that be okay, funny? It would be funny. Excellent. It would
2: be really be funny. It would be over the top. I love it, Liz. Get to work on it. I guess they were very worried about this Spitfire plane because it's an antique plane that, yeah. uh, that, that they had. But it's good.
0: All well, right. Thank All right. you. Well, thank you, Pippa and Middleton family for spending a million bucks because I felt like we needed a million bucks worth of distraction this weekend. It was perfect. Perfect. <laughs>
1: And we got it. Uh, Okay, so yeah, so my travels. So I was not on last week's show because I was on my way to New York City to attend the graduation of not one, but two of our nieces were getting master's degrees from NYU uh, last Wednesday. Uh, Sheila's daughter, Ruthie, was getting her master's from the film school. And our older brother, Jim's daughter, Catherine, was getting her master's from the School of Public Health, master's in nutrition. So I thought, okay, that sounds like a fun event. You know, the girls didn't even know they were going to be graduating together until they realized like they NYU does all of the schools together for one big ceremony. So the yes, last Tuesday when you were recording the show, that's when I was navigating the the Delta massive switcheroo at LAX and as you noted on the show, Leon, they told me to get there three hours early, so I got there three hours early, and I was at my gate like two hours and 59 minutes early. So <laughs> that was, why do I fall for this every time? I, like, I, just, I just try to be, uh, I try to follow the instructions, and I, I pay for it. So that was fine, So, but we got out on time, and that was all good, but then we got to JFK, And we got there 30 minutes early, which I was kind of counting on because we had a family dinner going on in Brooklyn. And I knew that most of these L.A., New York flights, they do arrive early. Little known secret, but they do arrive early. Mm. So I built that sort of window into my plan. But then we got there and just the worst when there's a plane on the gate that can't push back. So you're sitting on the tarmac and there's no gate for you to unload. So for some reason, that 30 minutes seems so much longer than (laughs) any other 30 minutes in the world. You're, You're right. You're right. And the fact that they're just burning the 30 minutes where you're early, that doesn't count at all. That doesn't make you feel any better. No, it's still it's still now you're wasting 30 minutes. And they said the plane on our gate, it was an international departure. And several people had not shown up on the plane, so they had to go in and remove their bags. So you're just like, oh, uh, that's going to take forever. And it kind of did, but whatever. I made it to Brooklyn in time for the dinner. So the next day, here's what I would recommend. If you are thinking, like, where should you go to school, where should your children go to school – the NYU graduation, I highly recommend, because <laughs> all of the individual schools do an individual ceremony at a major New York landmark, and then they do a giant ceremony together at an even better major New York landmark. So, so our niece Catherine, her actual, the School of Public Health, their graduation was actually at Radio City Music Hall. So, oh, that's Fantastic. fantastic. That is fun. But then the next day when we had, they had the giant university graduation, that was at Yankee Stadium. So I was very excited to go to Yankee Stadium. And I took the subway up there from Midtown Manhattan, and the NYU color is purple. So there were a lot of graduates in purple gowns with their families, which is really fun to see. Speaking of joyful, you know how joyful people are at graduation. Right. Yes, yeah. they are. And they should be. Yep. And they should be. It is such hard work. You've really earned it. So to see all of these families on the subway. And at NYU, 40% of their students are international students. Oh. So it's really just people from all over the world and just based on what I was observing on the D train, none of them had ever been to Yankee Stadium before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're the engineering student from India, you know, chances are you're not spending a lot of time at Yankee Stadium. Uh, so, uh, so that was super fun. It was like a party train up to the Bronx. You get there, you get into the stadium, uh, all the graduates are down below in all the schools and we're up in the stands. But you may have seen on the news last week, it was a million degrees yeah. in New York. Oh City. yeah, I saw so, that. Oh, so wow. it was uh, it was ninety seven degrees at <sighs> uh, eleven o'clock in the morning, sitting in the stands <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. And we we knew we wanted to be directly behind home base because we had studied the map of how the whole thing is oriented on the field. So we knew like behind home plate is where you want to be. Was so, it open seating in the stands? For yeah, the- yeah, open seating. Yeah, it was a okay. free throw. And but of course we were there at 10 a.m. So we, we so actually, <laughs> way to go. Because, Dolan. Way to go we get there an hour early. That's an extra hour of baking in the 97 degree sun. So, uh, so it got to a point by 11 where I thought, Wow! I need some kind of hat or something. I know. I, were they selling beer in the stands, going up and down, ice cold here's beer? The thing, Julie, they opened all of the food and drink concessions. Not uh-huh. not alcohol, but you okay. could buy sodas. The lemonade stands were open. The hot dog stands were open. So all of the food and drink was open, which was good because people really needed Especially the lemonade line, like wrapped around the whole the whole place. Uh, but then. Some entrepreneurs where I totally appreciate their spirit. The stands that were not open were the, like, Yankee merchandise. St- I like, yeah. why would they be selling that, the NYU graduation? Well, one band of entrepreneurial uh, vendors, they, it must be their stand that normally they run at a Yankee game. They just decided to open that up so that they, they might as well sell a few hats, right? Right. People? People are there to buy hats. But what I loved about this, the uh so I got in line, I thought, well, I can always use a Yankee hat, right? Like right. I'm just going to go for that. But then I realized they were uh when you got to the front of the line they they used this is such beautiful like Bronx thinking they were like, "Well, our computers are down, so we're taking only cash uh for all of the merchandise, which means of course, we are totally unauthorized to be selling this stuff. (laughs) And we are totally not supposed to be open. And uh, like, we might not even really work here, but we're going to sell you these hats because you want that. You give, give us, you get, so it was like a perfect little New York moment where they were just making the most of the moment, uh, selling us what we needed and not jacking up the price. So they were not gouging us. It's still a $25 hat, but I was, happy to give them 25 dollars in cash to get to get my cab and everyone was happy. So that was just like uh that's when you know you're back in New York. That <laughs> so um so all the way around uh the graduation um was loads of fun. However, it did lead to what I will just classify as um a setback for Operation Sea Turtle. Um The, you know, Operation Sea Turtle is my health and fitness program. I've been trying to exercise more, eat better, sleep better, all of that. Part of the overall wellness approach, channeling the spirit of the sea turtle. And the setback was caused by the Cubano sandwiches immediately following the graduation. Oh, wow. (laughs) They're They're irresistible. Yeah. They're irresistible. So we went back to Brooklyn where Catherine lives And uh, there's a fantastic Cuban deli uh, not far from where she and her husband live uh, in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. So her husband, Alex, runs out to get the food, comes back. The regular Cubano sandwiches, you know, where it's the the pressed Cuban, the pork, ham, Swiss, pickles, mustard. I thought I thought, okay, that's a no go for Operation Sea Turtle. Like, don't even start on a tiny piece of that because those are so delicious. I would just lose my mind. So they, they they also got uh, a grilled cheese, which, again, sounds like no go. But I thought I can control myself with a tiny corner of a grilled cheese, you know, because Catherine is in the School of Public Health. She she cut them into very small pieces, which was the healthier way to go. <laughs> way to go Here, here's the thing about the grilled cheese sandwiches. They had the secret ingredient was Maduro's which is when you take the ripe plantains and you fry them, which makes them sweet and they caramelize. Mm. So now you have like candy in your grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> oh my God, it was so delicious. So so the, oh, I'll just take one little corner of the grilled cheese sandwich. That did not hold. That's all I'll say. I cannot, I cannot quantify how much of the... The Cuban grilled cheese I ate, but let's just say (laughs) more than a sea turtle should eat. Uh, So anyway, so now that I'm home in Santa Monica, trying to get back on track, still burning off the Maduros and uh, seeing if I can uh, get back on the straight and narrow, but all the way around uh, a super fun trip. It was really very exciting to be there for both Ruthie and Catherine and the sandwiches all next.
0: good. Good,
1: <laughs> good. All right, is that it, Liz? Do you have any more travel stuff?: That's it. No, right. no. That's
0: I have it. a few more travel tips for later in the summer, but I'll save those for next week. All right, we have to take a break. we have an exciting we have a sponsor, and of course we have some exciting news if you're a Steffi the German Shepherd fan. so <laughs> stay with us. We're going to tell you all about our new promo code. <laughs> we'll be back with the satellite sisters. and Julie here. And we want to thank our sponsor BarkBox for supporting the Satellite Sisters podcast. And we want to thank the Satellite Sisters for supporting BarkBox. That's a monthly box of goodies for your dog that arrives right at your front door. And Julie, I have some exciting BarkBox news. What is it, Liam? What is it? We have a new custom URL for any members of the Satellite Sisterhood that would like to subscribe to BarkBox. And uh, we needed to find a new URL. Something was wrong with the previous one that was sisters, you know, we normally use. So Liz suggested and BarkBox agreed that Steffi is the way to go. So our new custom URL is BarkBox.com forward slash Steffi, S-T-E-F-F-I. And you know who Steffi is. She is my German Shepherd that will start that barking any minute. always
2: barking on the show <laughs> and all of the podcast. Leanne, you must be so <laughs> proud. I mean, I can't even imagine walking, taking Steffi on a walk around your neighborhood knowing that she has her own URL. She must be the only dog in your neighborhood
0: with one. I'm pretty sure she is. And, you know, I was going to let the rescue know where we adopted her that not only have we given her a new home, she... She has her own URL. (laughs) Celebrity rescue dog, Steffi Groff, Steffi Von Groff. Okay. So barkbox.com forward slash Steffi. And, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Bark Box. Uh, we're going on and on about the URL, but the product is fantastic. Okay, Joel, I opened the new Bark Box this week. It arrived. What's in it? What's okay. in it? I'm well, everyone has about... a theme, and you know, they're kind of delightful. They're sort of the themes delight the people and delight the dogs. So this theme is Pooh, York City. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay that 's funny it 's so funny, and as it says on the very funny card inside, land of endless smells, fire hydrants on every corner, and of course, bark and co oh, you can hear stuff so uh, so in the Pooh York City um, box, first of all, the toys are great you get a you get a statue of liberty dog uh, dog ball. <laughs>
2: Of Just course bad.
0: you do. Of course you do. <laughs> and and then a Chinese food container that you can chew up. So Tell that's, me, that's very funny, Leon. And and if you use our special URL, you're part of the extra toy club. And so as part of the extra oh, oh, oh. extra toy club, you know what Steffi got? She got a newspaper that she can't read. So that's good. <laughs> it has <laughs> it's a nylon newspaper. And it has all kinds of squeakers and crinkles inside. So as it says on the card, finally, a newspaper for dogs who can't read. So so this is how, how you get the extra toy club. Okay. If you want to subscribe monthly, if you're a dog owner, this is something fun for you and your dog to do together. Uh, your dogs are going to love all the all natural treats that are in the box. They're all made in the U.S. and Canada. So there's lots of yummy food that dogs enjoy. And then you get these awesome to- toys. That if you you are Steffi, you just shred to pieces as soon as you get your mouth on them. It's such a good gift for
2: uh, for uh, it's a good gift to give too. If you've got a dog lover, you know a pet parent in your life. I mean, this would be a very nice gift to get. We're it next- is.
0: It's super fun. It, you know, it's just fun to get, and the dogs love it. We had one um, satellite sister say that her dog is so much loves the bark boxes now that whenever the doorbell rings and it's UPS, <laughs> she thinks it's a bark box, and she's like really disappointed when it's something else. <laughs> so. <laughs> And they all have these funny themes. Okay. So if you use barkbox.com forward slash Steffi, you are part of the free toy club. Okay. And this is how that works. You get a free extra premium toy added to your BarkBox every month. So when you subscribe, you have to subscribe to a six to 12 month plan. And then here's the key. Then you're going to do that. And then you select, yes, please. When you're prompted for have a playful pup, you write, yes, please. Okay. So here's how it works. You go to BarkBox.com forward slash subscribe to a six to 12 month plan, and then select yes, please. When asked, have a playful pup and you get the free extra premium toy added every oh. month to your BarkBox. So you just can't say no to that. <laughs> really? <laughs> why <laughs> would you, why would you say no to it, Liam? Yeah. You know, Julie, life is hard, but dogs are not They're <laughs> They're very simple. And and they really enjoy things to eat and things to chew and things to squeak. And it's gonna make you happy to get a bark box every month. It makes me happy and it makes Steffi happy. So just a reminder, Satellite Sisterhood, it's barkbox.com forward slash Steffi. S T E F F I. If you're having trouble remembering that, it's like Steffi Groff. S-T-E-F-F-I. And then select yes please when asked if you have a playful pup. BarkBox, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Steffi is thrilled having her own special URL. It's a victory, really, for rescue dogs everywhere, Julie, I like to think. So. It certainly is, Liam. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. Leanne, Julie, and Liz here. And... Um, Julie, you you made some big promises about some toast news. I'm just- yes, I yes.
2: I mean, Liz, you thought you were gonna lose your mind over um, a measly grilled cheese sandwich. Well forget about it, okay? I've got it now. Okay. <laughs> oh really? This is really toast nirvana. I can't think of two things combined. The synergy here is so explosive. I, I just can can barely <laughs> uh, control myself. Okay. It was in the Sunday New York Times magazine section. We are going to put, we're going to put this recipe up, but listen to this: chowder soaked toast. Think about it, sisters. Wow. Is wow. that the most delicious thing you've ever heard about? <laughs> Who doesn't love chowder? Okay. Seafood chowder, get some clams, whatever you want, leeks, all of that. And then you put it on pieces of dense, rust, rustic toasts. Okay, cut into two uh, two-inch thick squares, and you put it all in a bowl, and it's chowder toast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anything spoken like a be, true New Englander, Julie? I know, just, is there anything over there more comforting, more delicious than toast, which we love? And a rustic toast, which is which is always fantastic, and then a warm clam chowder on top of that. Now, I think you could even cheat with this if you didn't want to make your own chowder. Just go buy yourself a can, some
0: a can of chowder.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, chowder and just slap it on some toast, and you would be it was sent to another mm-hmm. level. But I, I just I, I just had had to share that with you,
0: Leon. <laughs> don't you think you want to make this recipe? I think it sounds good. I mean, I'm with you. Clam chowder is one of those things like you, I only have it like twice a year because it's so delicious. I could eat it every day. So, and, but it's also, yeah, it's so indulgent. So it, that does sound good. A nice chunky toast. Mm, It sounds good, Joel. I'm with you. Yeah, I
2: thought so. Okay. Liz, I, I mean, maybe in a couple extra laps in the pool, but Mm -hmm. you could do it, Liz. I think I, I, maybe you could make. You know, not, not a milk based, based chowder or something. I just no, make no, it's the not, make, You have to make. make the
0: milk based make chowder. Make the whole thing. Yeah. 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 I think it, a Manhattan yeah. clam chowder wouldn't work as well. No, that I wouldn't mean, work at all. Remember, yeah, Mom I think I'd a... make that chowder and then she would serve it with like giant pats of butter on top because, <laughs>
2: <laughs> because the you can chowder... put the
0: butter on your toast. <laughs> I know. Leg. Butter on your
2: toast. Mm-mm-mm. That's what I think thinking. This is it. Okay. <laughs> that's, I mean, there are really no words other than that's all you have to say is chowder soaked. Toast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to other exciting news. Other exciting news. Uh, you've got to mark uh, mark your calendars, mark your phone, put your post its out uh, on Thursday, May twenty fifth. This is Red Nose Day, and as part of that, there is going to be a comedy special, Red Nose D- Day special, is going to be on NBC on Thursday night. Julie, and far- is
0: Red Nose Day, is that for children's hospitals, children's health care? Yeah, children's hospitals. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes.
2: Uh, um, but uh, this, this year, there is uh, going to be something that you just don't want to miss, which is the love, actually. Of course, we remember this movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, we love this movie. They, uh, they have made a sequel. It's a 12-minute mini-sequel. So you remember all the wonderful characters, Hugh Grant, yes. Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. Keira Knightley, Laura Linney. They all got together to make uh, with the original filmmaker to make a 12 minute sequel of this that is going to be debuting uh, on Thursday night as part of um, this Red Nose Day. Oh. They- you know, Julie,
1: can I just say I'm so happy to hear this explanation because I had seen headlines about a Love Actually sequel and I was kind of dreading it, me because that just seemed like, "Oh my God, they made another movie. Don't do that, right, but now that I know it's just a twelve minute special, like now I'm happy now oh, okay, I'm yeah, happy. me too, yeah, it's it's
2: just a short sequel, um well, this says. You know, the New York Times says 15 minutes. Uh, I have read 12 minutes, so but it's short, okay? Uh, But they, but it's um, I think it's going to be wonderful. Uh, And they they wrote about it in the New York Times. Uh, I just want to mention the author's, the reporter's name, Roslyn Sulkis. And uh, Roslyn, I'm not with you, okay? Because as part of, she was given the assignment to write about this love actually sequel where they managed to get all the actors together or most of the actors together um, and to, you know, and to film this little sequel. But she writes in this, you know, she says, caveat, the film was not and is not loved by all wrong, wrong. Isn't it not the most loved film of all time? I mean, how can you not
0: love love actually? Okay. I have to say over the years, it has grown on me. I, 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 you know, I thought it was a cute movie, but it's kind of grown on me over the years.
2: So yes, yes. I mean, you should, I watched it this weekend. It was on TV this weekend. I watched it. It's a totally solid tear, tear, tr- yes. jerker. You can feel good about it. It's, you know, there's lots of happy endings in it. Okay. It's preposterously, but it's a nice little, yes. it's a nice little rom I'm with I'm you. I'm on board, Julie. I'm okay, on board. Okay. Do not be like Rosalind. Okay. Mark, you know, definitely watch this. Uh, so, and so they got everybody together to do this. And I think it's going to be just charming and wonderful. They, they made a British version of this love actually uh, sequel, that, that, that aired in Great Britain earlier and again this very crabby reporter Roslyn, uh, reports that it was not as well received you know people were had mixed reviews about that i don't I don't believe that I, I, I think that's fake <laughs> fake, fake news yeah, we, about, we don't care yes about, we really don't care we really don't care um, but they made a slightly different version for the United States because Laura Linney was not available. Uh, due to, you know, commitments uh, on Broadway to be part of the British version of the s- sequel. So they've sort of uh, sort of readjusted it for the American version that's going to be debuting on Thursday. So don't miss it. Love Actually sequel. We all have 15 minutes or 12 minutes in our life. Uh, uh, and I think it, it will be great. They made that movie 14 years ago. You realize that?
1: Oh, really? Wow.
2: For 14 years ago. Okay. Something else that I don't want you to miss. Uh, let's see. Let me get my notes on this. It's, this is, uh, again, I never, I have not seen the sequel to Love Actually, and I just want to disclose that I have not read this book, but I am recommending it. Okay.
1: Go it's, for it.
2: It's, it's one of them. <laughs> It's by, uh, you know, a, a frequent guest. Uh, well, not a frequent, but a we have had her on our show, Professor Deborah Tannen. You know, she's the Georgetown University linguistics professor. Uh, we've had her on. She's written a number of books about communication. Uh, probably her most her earlier book, which is the most famous, was You Just Don't Understand Women and Men in Conversation. And so she has a new book out called You're the Only One I Can Tell. And uh, it is about about women's friendship, and she's um, she's examining the language of women's friendship. Now, when I saw this review, sisters, I my I had two reactions. One was, well, that's exactly what we do here, at Satellite Sisters, and <laughs> we've been doing it a lot longer than you, maybe, Professor Deborah do- Tannen, Doctor Tannen. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Tannen. Okay, <laughs> but I decided that that was probably that was that was really not the way to go. Uh, not constructive. That, not constructive. I have uh, I have decided to view uh, Professor Tannen's work on this topic of uh, inside the language of women's friendships. Uh, um, and and really looking at those uh, as though I just see her as the research department of Satellite Sisters, uh-huh. I mean, because what she's writing about in this book and she interviewed and studied uh, women from uh, ages nine to ninety seven. Again, I think we've done that on this show. And she did so, she looked at diverse ethnic, geographic, economic, and religious uh, groupings about about women's friendship and that the friendships play a particularly large role and complex one in women's lives. Mm Now, Liz, I know you have said those exact words <laughs> on our show again, but yes. but what I think um, Professor Tannen is doing is she's providing a little, you know, intellectual uh, support for the work mm-hmm. that we've been doing, and that uh, she writes that men are often surprised at the depth of women's friendships. Lian, I know you have said that on the show. Yes. But that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that men are completely surprised. Our husbands, you know, are just shocked about how how close women are to each other and um, how women talk to each other. Um, and that you know that women's friendship in many ways, you know, this is where you, uh, what Professor Tannen says you can share your true self again that isn't that not one of the taglines of our show that these who do you want to talk to is your satellite sister the person who you can tell when the best thing in your life happens or the worst thing that's pretty much what this book is about but
1: (laughs) but, well she's uh, right that's one thing we know she's right she she can go to all the trouble with her fancy phd to prove it but we already knew it
2: (laughs) yes so um, but she is looking at, she does in one of the chapters in the book, she does look about, you know, that because women do share their true selves as, you know, as part of their female friendships, she wonders, or she's looking at the question of how much of that is, um, affected by the fragmentation of social media, uh, because we're not always representing our true self on social media, um, So um, but I think that, again, it's something that we have covered on this uh, podcast before. But (laughs) um, but she writes and this I I believe I have said um, at on uh, numerous occasions is that the need for friendship is forever. Uh, And no matter what form it takes, that you always, you know, need your female friends and that you know, and you will always need them. And I think that is a lovely thought that we can agree on. So this, the the name of the book, uh, which sounds like something Lian could have uh, uh, (laughs) written (laughs) is you're the only one I can tell, which is a lot, very similar to you're the best. Don't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, congratulations, Dr. Tannen. Uh, Yes. You're, you're right. Um, All right, moving on to another cultural note. The... Well, first of all, Leon and I were at an event last night, which was very fun, wasn't it, Leon? It's, I've mentioned before on the show, it's Emmy season. Uh, I'm an Emmy voter, so it means that all these shows put on kind of panels or presentations for Emmy voters to convince you that they're really great. So last night, Leon and I went off to Hollywood to see Trevor Noah and the whole cast of uh, correspondents from The Daily Show, and it was really fun, wasn't it? It
0: was. Uh, you know, I, I like Trevor Noah, but I don't love him sometimes. Sometimes He's still finding his voice, and um, I was really impressed with him last night. He does actually a lot of deep thinking about the philosophical direction of the show and of comedy – and of their responsibility and, and freedom of speech. And he he had a lot of interesting answers, complex, thoughtful, interesting yes. answers to questions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was very impressed by that. And then there were just some flat out, funny, funny lines. So it was yeah. fun to see all the correspondence too. It was good. Thanks for, thanks for letting me be your plus one, Liz. I yeah, I, yeah. I am not an Emmy voter, but I do TV recaps on a podcast. So, yeah, yeah Leanne, when when you when should you... qualify
1: as an Emmy voter just for that. Yeah, like, maybe you have I to.
2: Think we should, Leanne. Yeah,
1: play your Madam Secretary card. Maybe you should invoke Article Five. Okay. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Which Good. was one of the subplots in in this weekend's uh, Madam Secretary. Yes. Just invoke Article Article Five with the Television Academy. Somehow and see if you can get uh, on the list. So, okay. So that was fun. And then I mentioned last month, I went to a panel, also an Emmy panel about the TV show blackish, which I love. And I just think that's super funny and entertaining and also kind of does, does the big comedy well, but also is super thoughtful. So I got invited to another blackish thing this past weekend because it turns out that, Two of the members of the cast and one of the executive producers all went to the same college that I did. So the alumni club organized a little sort of blackish panel for people here in L.A. And uh, on the panel, and you Hamill fans will know this name, uh, David Diggs, um, who now plays Tracy Ellis Ross's brother on the show, um, but also was the original Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton I may need to explain to some people so David Diggs was there Tracy Ellis Ross who plays Bo the mother was there and Jonathan Groff who is one of the executive producers and it was funny and entertaining but a couple of funny things that said when when Jonathan Groff was introducing David Diggs uh, he said, oh, and by the way, he can get you any Hamilton tickets you need. So just, just just go ahead and ask him. And that got a huge laugh from the crowd. And David Diggs almost, like, crawled off the stage. And Jonathan Krupp said, yeah, I think he's got 30 tickets on him right now in his cargo pants. So you should just ask him for any tickets you want for Hamilton. Uh, go ahead. But anyway, so it, but it turned out it was a very thoughtful discussion about what that show does and how carefully they do it. And, um, issues of race and gender and class in america that's what makes it so clever i think but tracy ellis ross who is just super smart and fun to listen to she made one observation that really that i wanted to share with you guys she said you know as we were sort of going through, there's a, there's a lot of lines everyone has to say, and really the show is written from Anthony Edwards' point of view, the husband's point of view. So she said, I understand sometimes I'm there just to sort of, you know, bounce back to his point of view. But I noticed that even though I am a doctor on the show, whenever they show me I'm chopping vegetables. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so she said, so finally I went to the producers. I'm like, why am I always doing lady chores? Why? <laughs> and she said to Anthony, would you like to come over here and do some of the lady chores? <laughs> and she, she said, it It led to a very interesting discussion with the writers and producers and the cast about not just defaulting to stereotypical roles, even though, you know, it's a big network comedy and she's the mom standing in the kitchen. So what should a mom is standing in a kitchen? What should we have her doing? She said, I actually said to them, you know, you can buy pre chopped vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Semi homemade, right? Semi homemade. But so that was, uh, and it's very fun and entertaining to hear them talk about what goes on uh, behind the scenes of that show. But she's just a pleasure to listen to. And she also talked about she plays a biracial character. And she talked a little bit about what that means and how they work that into the show and how that makes her life experience different than, say, Anthony Edwards. So you know, I totally recommend this show. Uh, it's just it's good, good fun, but also very
0: thoughtful Godful. and
1: interesting and unique. Yeah. So, yeah. so go for it.
0: All right. I also want to recommend another entry. We're recommending a lot of entertainment things, but last week I moderated. Cause we panel. could
1: use the entertainment Lee and just admit it. We We're could. All for Pippa's,
0: Pippa's wedding is over people. We have. <laughs> <laughs> so the so last week I moderated this panel and one of my guests was a woman named Deborah Snyder, who is the co-founder of Cruel and Unusual Films, a film company here. And they have produced a lot of big um, superhero movies, including like Batman versus Superman. Um, Watchmen was one of her movies, 300 She's married to director Zack Snyder. She came from a 20, you know, background in advertising. She was a producer in advertising and then made the switch to film. But her new movie coming out is Wonder Woman, and it opens June 2nd. And I want to mention this because it is really important if you are within the sound of my voice for women to support this movie and go see it opening weekend. You know, cuz it's a crazy business the film business. Like that's all that matters is the first 3 days of your box office. You can work for Years on a project, and if it dies at the box office in the first weekend, it's dead. And what's interesting about Wonder Woman, obviously, it's the story of Wonder Woman, uh, and um, it's her origin story. So you see her; she's an Amazon. Did you know that? And, uh, <laughs> did not know that. Yeah, I saw the preview for it. Look, it looks like a very fun movie. It looks yeah. good. Yeah. No, it's kind of a romance origin story. Uh, she's an Amazon, and then this World War One pilot, Chris Pine um is uh is shipwrecked on the island or he's plane wrecked on the island and then he takes Wonder Woman to fight World War 1 with him that's a, that's that's how it works i haven't seen the movie yet um but the interesting thing about this is it's directed by a female director And so we had a long conversation uh, on stage about, like, why that was important to hire a female director to bring this iconic female character to life. It's the first time Wonder Woman's been represented in film in her 75-year history. Um, And she has changed over the course of time in the comics to sort of reflect the current status of women. So we made a joke, like, even though she has that really hot outfit, you know, she's still – she's still really a feminist icon. And the budget for the film is over $100 million. And, you know, there are only four other women that have directed movies over $100 million. Really? Wow. This is very rarefied air to have, like, a female main character, $100 million budget, a female director, a female production team. And they tried to put as many women on the on the set as they could in terms of the crew and everything for this particular So you're date.
2: saying that if we don't go see this movie in the first three weekends, that's it for women. First
0: weekend. In film. Not three weekends. First, first, first three so days. First
2: three days. That's it for women in film. It's that's right. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you want to advance the cause of women, you know, being in charge of movies and and she did say there there are shots of Chris Pine without a shirt on. Just I don't know if that's <laughs> important to anybody.
1: If that's
2: an incentive. <laughs>
1: but,
0: just but to, we just have to
2: we have to do this for women who Okay, yeah. all right. So that you know what I occasionally do, Julie, say I'm
1: not available to go to a movie like this, but I want to support it. Sometimes I just buy a ticket and I don't go. Yeah. Just think oh, of it. This. Think of that's it as a think true. of it as a $10 contribution to the cause cuz they don't actually care if you're in the theater. They only care if you buy a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so just just throwing that out there for 10 bucks support the cause it's really a cheap thrill
0: and the the director Patty Jenkins said that her um her inspiration was really Indiana Jones like she's looking to bring that level of fun and funny and but Deborah Snyder the producer said you know this is a superhero who's whose main motivation is love, which she said, I think it's a good time for that right now. Someone who sort of has a love of humanity and is trying to do the right thing for those reasons. And again, Chris Pine shirtless. So uh, (laughs) just to (laughs) remind. But she also, I, you know, I asked her about getting pushback for hiring a female director, and she said, no, no, you know, Patty Jenkins has directed before and things, but she said her other concern was getting women in other roles. And she said a line that I thought, Liz, you could have said. She said, you know, we have to start making conscious decisions about hiring women in all roles so that those decisions eventually become unconscious. And I thought that was a really smart point of view. Like, yeah, sometimes it's going to take a little effort because you need to get people in the pipeline, like in the film business, in the technical roles. She said there are only three, like, assistant directors that are women, like in all of Hollywood. It's not (laughs) – you really have to seek them out for these highly skilled technical positions. But – You know, exposing women to those, bringing in interns, she said, and not just women that are in film school, but girls in high schools across the board and colleges, you know, that just want to see there are these really interesting, fascinating jobs on the film set that you can do that you don't even know exist and you don't necessarily have to go to film school to do. But I thought that was a, you know, that kind of sums it up. Yeah. At first, these decisions are conscious, but then they become unconscious. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's what you hope for. So- So, June 2nd, go see Wonder Woman. And I have a friend who went to a screening and said it's really entertaining. Super good, really entertaining. So, there you go. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to recommend another
1: movie that I saw the trailer for. And the trailer made me cry so hard uh, that (laughs) I thought of both of you. Just just, just see see the trailer. I really know almost nothing about the movie. Uh, The movie is called Megan Levy. And it's about and it's based on a true story about a woman named Megan Levy, who was a military police uh, dog handler in Iraq. Oh gosh. And I'm already so crying. I'm crying now. She was yeah, Leon, Rex the German oh, shepherd, oh. is the co star in oh, the movie. Oh gosh. So this was they like had a career together on the battlefield and then she came home and then they were retiring. The true story is they were retiring Rex because he could no longer do her job. And she had to do go through this whole long lobbying effort to adopt Rex, to bring him home so that he could spend the end of his life with her. And so
2: say no more. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. a girl, her dog.
1: Okay.
2: We're in. Yeah. Yes. She wins the purple purple heart
1: because Rex saves her, you know, it just, so that's called, that's called Megan Levy and it's starring in it is, uh, Kate Mara, who's great in everything. Oh,
0: Oh. all right. Well, let's send Rex a barkbox.com forward slash (laughs) Steffi. (laughs) Let's yes. (laughs) Sounds like he, he would be a good recipient barkbox.com forward slash (laughs) Steffi.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Listen, Leanne, have you, uh, did you watch Twin Peaks when it first came out? Are you yes. Twin Peak fans? Okay.
1: Yes. I watched it, but I'm not so much of a fan that I went back
0: to it now that the reboot is back on.
2: Okay. I, are you going to re, are you going to reboot land? You're going to do yeah, that? Yeah, I'll
0: probably watch a couple, you know, I was living in the Northwest at the time when that came out. So that was a thing, you know, it was like a great Northwest show. So, uh, I'll watch a couple. Yeah.
2: Okay. I know it's getting, getting some buzz about it. Just wanted to do a little shout out to our, um, because our cousin, I guess she's uh, Hannah Kirshner. Um, you know, we, we've talked about her on the podcast. She lives in Brooklyn. She raises chickens. Uh, she, she is a a chef. She's a, a mixologist, And she has a new article out on Vogue.com. It's called Tips from a Townie on What to Do in the Real Twin Peaks. Uh, She grew up in Seattle, very close to where the real uh, Twin Peaks are. And this is just a fun article if maybe you're traveling to that area of the country over the summer. Um, so it is what I think you would like about it, Leanne and, uh, and Liz is, it's a little discussion of like, you know, where to go and what to do in terms of hiking. But most of the article is about where to eat, which oh, is, uh, which is just yeah. excellent. It's just, pie was
0: very famous in that show. Of yes. Course. It's
2: a pie donuts. I mean, the article actually makes you hungry because it <laughs> all sounds good. It sounds like you could just have a chock full fun weekend Eating at all the places that Hannah Kirshner recommends in this Vogue article, Tips from a Townie on what to do in the real Twin Peaks.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, because she she actually was in that – she grew up in that little town, not even in Seattle. Right, yeah. They they really lived out there kind of the middle of nowhere, and uh, so – that's uh, She would have a very unique take on that. So Okay. Um, I just clicked open the story. We will put that link in the show notes uh, if you're a Twin Peaks fan or if you live in the Northwest or going to be
2: passing through Just the if Northwest you're a food fan. If you enjoy yeah. donuts, pie, yeah. if you enjoy burgers. I mean, it's just Yeah, yeah. Like- David Lynch's favorite soft serve. She's got yeah. that in yeah. here.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Craft beer good. at the Snoqualmie Brewery. She's got Ooh. the – eat like a lumberjack at
2: the Woodman Lodge. Yeah, yeah. From- I know. Yeah. See what I mean? it's just it just makes you hungry it's all good stuff in there
0: all right and then one last entertainment note you remember a couple months ago i told you about my friend who was on america's got talent and her talent was that she's a giant balloon unicorn do you remember Yes. Oh, oh, how how, could we how can we
1: forget Conrad She is Hussle. the only
0: giant blue balloon <laughs> unicorn we know, Liam. She's the only one. Well, she just received word that her audition did, in fact, make the cut of the first show. So May 30th is when America's Got Talent comes back. And I'll remind you next week, but... Um, she, she will be – Conrad the Unicorn will be on the first America's Got Talent. I can't tell you that what happens. I'm sworn. But I can tell you that if you are interested in seeing the unicorn in action – uh, it will be on America's Got Talent on May 30th. And then she added, maybe you'll be on too. And I desperately hope not. Because <laughs> remember, I said like, it was allergy season. I had wet <laughs> hair. I thought I could just go sit in the back. I didn't know I was going to be in the family and friends section, like on camera. So I'm, I'm really, really hoping. I am not on air, but I'm looking forward to seeing Conrad the Unicorn. Uh, Shake is Great oh. thing.
1: Yeah, I'm setting my DVR right now because that's something that I might forget about. It's not. A, it's not a show I normally watch, but yeah. I just want to see Conrad. Yeah. yeah. Thank so, you.
0: Thanks for the tip. Yeah. And then, of course, I have my big dance show that night, so we'll be. At the- <laughs> we'll be. I
2: mean, and
0: there and there will be no video of that. No. Uh, you, you're no. posting the Pippa rule um, at, your, at your dance show. It's yeah. called America's Got No Talent, and that will be. <laughs> We'll be performing. <laughs> Liam, did you see? Speaking of that, did
1: you see the the video that got posted in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group? Of the it's like the NBA dancers where you can participate at any age, and someone posted it with your name attached. Like it seemed right up your alley. Very similar to um, uh, to what you've been doing. I yeah, I saw it. Prove, it was yes.
0: fantastic for the yeah for the WNBA <laughs> team in New York. They yes, have just right. a uh, an, a. You have to be over 40 or 50, I think, to audition for this dance troupe. It looked so fun. Like, after doing this, if I had the opportunity to do that, I would do it. Here's the problem. I thought in L.A., if they had that same audition for our team, all the women would look unbelievably great. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, in New York, the people look like real people who just like yes. to dance at over 50. In L.A., They everyone uh-huh. would look like a 25-year-old. So I would... <laughs> It would have to be like over 100 here in LA. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Well, uh, thanks for posting that in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Remember, you can join that. You can like our Facebook page. That's where we post all of our shows and all of our news. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Sat Sisters. I'm at SS Liz. and you are? Uh, at and Dolan. Okay, and Julie, you are. I don't know. (laughs) I've changed it like three times. I know you have. Okay, whatever. Just look it up. Look Look it it up. Look look it up.
0: (laughs) I don't
1: know. We we do enjoy when you're in touch with us, and remember, and we get a lot of questions from you about things we've mentioned on the show. Uh, which is great. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, for every show, we do post show notes on our website. So if you go to satellitesisters.com, most of the time you will find links to some of the articles and things you're asking about. And most of the time we will also frequently, lately we've been getting a lot of questions about what was that sponsor and what was that promo code and what was that deal. So we'll try to put that on uh, on our website more often too in the show notes. So I know people were looking for story Worth. They were looking for Tula. Um, we'll, uh, if you go to satellite SatelliteSisters.com and scroll down on our homepage there, you will probably see a logo and uh, a link that will take you through. So there you have it.
0: Okay. And again, remember BarkBox.com forward slash Steffi. S-T-E-F-F-I. You get that special free toy. <laughs> Steffi. I hope Steffi will understand
1: what a special honor it is to be a promo code. (laughs) I I can tell she
0: does, Liz. I can tell she's into it. She's very humble. She's very humble.
1: Very humble. Well, uh, okay, you guys doing anything interesting this week? Any, Any Memorial Day weekend plans?
0: Mm, no. you know yeah we're still up in the air a lot of a lot of graduations a lot of my son's friends are graduating so we've been invited to a couple of college graduation parties which will be fun to reconnect with his friends from high school so that's and that's of course
2: i'm planning for my big trip coming out to la right to see you both. okay so that's
1: right bringing the grandchildren to legoland and disneyland yeah. urban nana that's ambitious that's, <laughs> i know. i can't um, wait to uh, see you guys Okay. (laughs) All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. Thanks so much for listening. If you have time to rate and review our show on iTunes, which is now called Apple Podcasts. Sorry to have to explain that again. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts. We, we would. I'm not going to take you into the whole strategy part of it. They just decided to change their name to Apple Podcasts. Uh, so I also put a link to that on our website too. So if you want to know how do I get to your show and how do I rate and review it, you can, you can click on the link at SatelliteSisters.com. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your sister.